From what I learned in school, population pressure is the ultimate cause of every war. In 2041, there were 8 billion people on Earth alone, and nobody even had free room to sneeze. There were not enough houses, not enough schools or teachers, inadequate roads and impossible traffic. Natural resources were going or gone, and everybody was a little bit hungry all the time, although nobody was actually starving. Nobody dared to raise his voice because if he did, he might disturb a hundred other people. And they had laws and ordinances to bring the point home. It must have been like being in a library with a stuffy librarian 24 hours a day. And the population continued to rise. There was a limit to how long all this could go on, and that end was reached 164 years ago. I'm lucky, I know, even to be alive at all. My great-great-grandparents were among those who saw it coming, and that's the only reason I'm here. It wasn't a case of moving elsewhere in the solar system. Not only was Earth the only good real estate in the vicinity, but when Earth was destroyed, so was every colony in the system. The first of the great ships was finished in 2025. One of the eight that were in service, as well as two more that were uncompleted, went up with everything else in 2041. Between those two years, we ships planted 112 colonies on planets in as many star systems. There were 112 at the beginning, but a fair number simply failed, and at least seven acted badly and had to be morally disciplined, so around 90 still exist. We in the ships learned our lesson, and though our ship has only a small, closed population, we won't degenerate. We won't become overpopulated either. We have a safety valve. Within three months of the day you turn 14, they take you from the ship and drop you on one of the colony planets to survive as best you can for 30 days. There are no exceptions, and a reasonably high percentage of deaths. If you are stupid, foolish, immature, or simply unlucky, you won't live through the month. If you do come home, you are an adult. My problem was that at 12, I wasn't afraid to die, but I was afraid to leave the ship. I couldn't even face leaving the quad we lived in. We call that month of survival trial, and I don't think there was a day from the time I was 11 that it wasn't in my thoughts at least once. When I was 11, a man named Chatterjee had a son due to go on trial, and he had serious doubts that the boy would make it. So he went to a great deal of trouble to try to ease the boy through. He found out where his son was to be dropped, and then he coached him on every danger that he knew the planet had to offer. Then, before the boy left, he slipped him a whole range of weapons that are not allowed to be carried on trial, and he advised him to find a protected spot as soon as he landed, and to hole up there for a month, not stirring at all, thinking the boy might have more of a chance that way. The boy still didn't make it. He wasn't very bright. I don't know how he died— He may not have been able to cope with one of the dangers he knew was there. He may have run into something unexpected. He may have accidentally blown his head off with one of those weapons he wasn't supposed to have. Or he may have simply tripped over his own feet and broken his neck. But he didn't live to come home. And Mr. Chatterjee was expelled from the ship. He may have died too. This may sound harsh. I can't judge. It doesn't really matter whether or not it's harsh, because it was necessary.
and I knew that it was necessary long before I was even eleven. At the time, however, this made a great impression on me, and if I had been able to force myself to face things outside the confines of the quad in which I lived, I would have rested much easier. There may have been other reasons, but I suspect that all this is why when Daddy became chairman of the ship's council, he decided that we had to move.